Uh, welcome to the Decompression Chamber. I'm your host, Andrea, and joining me today is comedian Derek Drescher. Derek, how you doing? How you doing? Great, I'm, man. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on, man. Really, really excited to get your story. Uh, and uh, you're an Army veteran, soldier, so... Uh, yeah. But we'll start from the beginning. Uh, where were you born and raised? Uh, I'm from New York, uh, Brooklyn. I've lived all over New York, though. Uh, it, when I was, my life was pretty regular up until I was about 12 years old. Yeah. And then uh, I had a death in the family. And I didn't. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know how to. Uh, my grandmother passed away. And I didn't know how to handle it. So I like. Uh, I went off the deep end. As, yeah. Uh, a young man and a teen, a young, a young kid and a teenager. Mm-hmm. I, I did like, uh, spent like three years in juvie. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, when I uh, turned eighteen, I had gotten in trouble also, like as a grown, like uh, now as an adult. Um, and uh, I made the decision to go into to to try to get out of the trouble by going into the army. Okay. Was, yeah. Well, and that's something, you know, when we called Cadence in boot camp, it was, you know, something, something, go to war, go to jail. And, you know, I was yeah, in... So there was no war happening when I went in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that was still an option, so... So, yeah, um, 99. It was 1999 when I went into uh, the military. Um, and so, you know, when, when you... When you uh, when you join, you got to go to MEPS and all that stuff. I remember when I met the recruiter, I told him when I when I went to the recruiter, I was like, "Listen, I need to get out of New York. I need to get out of New York like now." Yeah. I I told him about all the things that happened in my life. He's like, "Oh, that's no problem." Like he's like, "We'll get you in." Oh, good. When he took me to MEPS the first time, he told me, "Listen, they're going to ask you if you've ever been in trouble. They're going to ask you, you know, this. They're going to ask you that." He's like. He's like, say this. He wanted me to just say I got in trouble one time when I, uh, you know, I was trespassing or something like that. Right, right. Keep it, keep it minimal. Keep it minimal. And uh, when the, uh, it was a, so I believe it was a sergeant first class who was asking me the questions at MEPS. I uh, felt like I was getting interrogated and I broke down. Like I just stopped talking. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he was like, uh. He was like, yeah, no, I, he went like, he was like, I don't, I don't think this is going to work out. And oh, then I, I, I walked out and my recruiter was like, I told you what to say. Yeah. What's, what's going on? <laughs> you, know, or, you know, you fucked up. And I was like, no, man, I don't want to go back to jail. The, the way he was asking me questions and everything. And I had to go back again. I waited like uh, another couple months and uh, oh, wow. I, I said exactly what he told me to say. Yeah. And, uh, I got in, you know, you take your physical and all that stuff. Sure. Now, I definitely, I did not have any felonies yet as, as an, as an adult, mm-hmm. you know, I did have uh, YO charges though, youthful offender. Right. We, right. I get into boot camp. I'm in boot camp uh, or basic training. Um, mm-hmm. I was doing OSA, one station unit training. I believe it's, it's what it stands for. Okay. So I was doing basic. Mm-hmm. And uh, AIT all in one shot. I wasn't going to basic and then going back. You know, some people would do it in a split. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. You did it all in one, one shot. I did it all, okay. all in one shot. Uh, but about a month in, or I would say, a few of us got called down to see 
to see the lieutenant colonel. Ah, that's always... <laughs> those things that come back on our background check. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's about about the time that it clears is towards the end of boot camp, oddly yeah. enough. Yeah. So the... I remember the drill sergeants telling us, they were like, listen, if you... If you... If they can't get... If you put down numbers and they can't get a hold of people, they can't get a hold of them. Like, basically saying, you know... Right. <laughs> Wink, wink. There's a lot of winking yeah. going on <laughs> when it comes and, to the uh, military. I remember I walked in to, uh, you know, to the lieutenant colonel's office, and, you know, there, there's a whole, uh, you know, like, a, there's, a, there's a ceremony to it. You walk in, you salute, you know, he salutes you, you know, he tells you, you know, at ease. And it, sure. it was very, it was very simple. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be at all. He's like, are you, he basically was like, are you ready to be a soldier? I was like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I, I finished basic without a without a, a hitch, and I, I you know was I was a twelve C, which is a bridge crew member. Okay. Okay. We built bridges, and then, you know the uh, like the the most fun one we did. I don't know people could probably look this up too. It's called the it's called the float bridge. Right. Um, and we used to do another bridge called a medium girder bridge. But the float bridge was cool because you're on the water, you're on a boat, and fucking helicopters, chinooks are dropping pieces yeah. of the bridge off into the water and you know you everybody's Fantastic. searching from one side of the the river to the next and then you bring them together in the middle it was really cool it was a cool job i liked it yeah yeah um, and then uh i uh i i graduated basic in ait fantastic okay i was in uh, fort leonard wood missouri okay super proud of me my parents came to see me Oh, that's so cool. I was one of the flag bearers for my platoon. Yeah, yeah. The taco so when, grip on the flag. Yeah. yeah. When they, when like, so when I, when they came down, they saw me. And we used to do this, like, stupid thing. I mean, it was cool. Like, when we would go to, you know, to mess down to the chow hall. Mm-hmm. So it was like we had our, um, we had our platoons. Like, and then we had like other like section bet flag bearers and we would like do this thing where we would be like, tick, tick, boom. And we would make a D for Delta company. Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> yeah. and then, we, then we would go eat. But, uh, yeah, made, I made it through. It was, it was very strange for me because the life I was living bef- before I went into the military, you know, it was completely different. And, you know, I, I got yeah. in good shape. And I, I mean, I've been not yeah. in bad shape at all. Either, but like, uh, you know, I was very happy with myself that I had such a problem with authority mm-hmm. in my whole life. That was just like, I couldn't believe that I had, uh, you know, made it through basic, you know? Yeah, and yeah. That's a great thing. I got stationed in South Korea. Where, uh, where at in South Korea? Uh, the name of the camp, funny enough, was uh, Camp LaGuardia. Okay. <laughs> which... Yeah. A lot of people, if you're from New York, you know there used to be a big homeless shelter that they that they uh, built upstate that they would bus ho- homeless people from the city right. called Camp Guardia in Chester, New York. Mm-hmm. So it was just funny to me that the place I was staying was called Camp Guardia. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, Wee I, I believe, was the name of the the city. Okay. And nice. Korea was cool at first. Sure. I mean, it's a foreign country. I mean, especially if you'd never been outside of New York City. I mean, another country entirely just must have been mind-blowing. Yeah, it was very cool. It was good shopping. They had, like, a lot of yeah. 
a lot of the cool clothes were cheap. I'm pretty sure they were fake now. Looking back at it, it's probably like oh. Canal Street stuff. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the same anywhere overseas where oh wow this is it's such a steal and it's like yeah it's some corners were cut you know but hey absolutely <laughs> still absolutely. fun still but, i mean everybody we were we were wilding out like everybody had like we'd get these suits made and yeah yeah fucking, you know and there's quite a nightlife over there for sure um, in korea and drinking was was big like a lot of people, like partying was big. Like the nightlife was 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 big. And of course, you know, this is before I knew I really had any kind of serious uh, drug issue. You know, years before I'd ever got involved, you know, mm-hmm. in heroin or anything like that. But I, I I I would drink a lot when I was off duty. Oh yeah, I had, I had this drink called soju. Okay, what's uh, what was in that? I don't. It's like rice alcohol, but people used to say that there was formaldehyde in it. Oh, <laughs> well, probably. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. How true it is or not. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I mean things things were going not bad. People liked me. You know, I was one of the few people from New York that was there. Mm-hmm. Um. But my uh, you know, you know, geographical changes. You take yourself with you wherever you go true and eventually eventually my my true self started to uh shine through Mm -hmm. uh what military bearing i had uh i had gained i guess yeah yeah you know but i was good like i I, i'd get up i'd you know i would do our pt in the morning like i I knew what my job was i was decent at my job it's just when i got off duty i was an animal just like a lot of other people it was a lot of young young people you know it's their first time away from home yeah, yeah. Now you're basically considered a grown man. You're getting, you know, uh, you get you get your your little bit of money every every few weeks. Which yep. for me back then, we're going back. I'm I'm 41 now, so we're going back about over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is completely different than the military that anybody has joined as of late. This is a different military. We're not. Yep. We didn't have the Velcro patches or anything like that. This is regular old. Yep. Uh, BDUs, you know, camouflage, uh, a summer, you had two summer sets and you had two winter sets. Yep. It's all you um, needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I remember, um, everything was going very well for a while. I remember we went, we had a field problem. We were on the field, we were bridging and whenever we would bridge, we would pass, uh, the whole, like, like a, a, most of the second infantry division would pass over. We had, we'd have like um, light infantry walk through and then, and then mechanized infantry, you know, uh, the, you know, tanks and, and, and whatnot. And yeah. uh, we were on the field one time and uh, there was murmurs. People were like, Oh, America has been attacked. And I was like, this is so, I was like, this is how you guys do shit. This is fucked up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But nine 11, it happened. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then uh, called us on the formation. They were like, if anybody from New York come over here, it was me and this other girl. And they had like a satellite phone for us. And we were like trying to call home and shit. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't get through. Oh, jeez. And uh, um, I didn't see what, I, like, I, you know, I didn't get to see what happened that day because we were in the field for a few more days. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you're not getting 
It's not like yeah. now with, you know, just look at your phone and have everything on a loop. It's yeah. no, there was so no... disconnected. <laughs> right. And I remember we were, we were on our way back to post. We were going back to base and uh, we stopped for gas. We were filling up. We had Hemet's. And Hemet was like, you know, it's like truck where the, the cab is in front of the tires. Right. Weird Very weird to drive it. Yeah. But I was filling up. And that's and I there the somebody had like a little TV mm-hmm. at the petrol station and that's when I saw I saw what happened. Yeah. And um, we I guess we were never so the, the the MOS I had, which is everybody who watches this know what knows what like all this stuff means, right? Uh yeah, well and I do like for the YouTube version subtitles, so little definitions here and there if anything, you know, goes beyond a layperson's understanding, so yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I, I do believe MOS meant military occupational skill. Yes, sir. All right. Or specialty, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there was only like 500 of us. We were only in a couple places. We were in Korea. We were in Germany. Mm-hmm. And I think Fort Polk, Louisiana. <laughs> of all places. But, hey, there's probably a lot of uh, a lot of bodies of water that need bridges over them, so... Yeah, I mean, seems, seems definitely good. not much for us. I, you know, we were never, I like, none of us were ever, like, like, we weren't going over. You know what I mean? Sure. And I don't think any, like, not a lot of, I don't think a ton of soldiers went over in the beginning. I think there was just a few units that went over mm-hmm. right after it happened, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. We also had AFN. The Armed Forces Network. Yes, like, that's still around. <laughs> watching AFN and then getting the paper. I forget what the paper was called, too. But if you read this paper. Stars it, and Stripes. Yeah, Stars and yeah. Stripes. Yeah. <laughs> you would basically think you're going to war every day. That's oh, yeah. what it looked like. You know what I mean? Like, hey, if it bleeds, it leads. Applies yeah. to that <laughs> form of media, too. So, <laughs> yeah. Like we always had beef with someone. It was China or this. So China got one of our planes one time, and they were trying to get information out of it. And That's right. The, I remember that. The, yeah. way it, the way we were reading it, it was like, oh, they don't give us this plane. We're going to fucking. So that's, that's like. Yeah, yeah. You know. It didn't say that exactly, but that's like the feeling you got. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you don't, I mean, lower enlisted, man, you don't know what's going on. It's, you know, oh, geez, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to do what I'm told. Like, what might I get told? And it's, you know, they paint the worst case scenario picture. So if you do yeah. get sent, it's to be expected if you don't. So Korea, <laughs> Korea is like a, so a lot of people don't know this, or maybe they do know it, that the, the Korean War is uh, still happening. Right. They're not fighting, but it's called what the it's a ceasefire. I think a, a, a nar, it's an armistice. I think it's called. Or no, there's an armistice card. Uh, so yeah, yeah, something something like that, where it's just kind of a stalemate, kind yeah. of so like the a... war itself has not been declared over, but it is like it's a ceasefire. Right. Well, there's this this card they give you that explains that, and you like keep it, you, you keep yeah. it on. So. I guess it can be a little like we did a lot more alerts. So we used to have alerts where the fuck sirens go off and you got to be full battle dress uniform and ready to roll. Yeah. Like in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we would go to the field and sometimes we would just do it. We would just, you know, we would just do alerts. Yeah. So after, after 9 11 happened, we were doing a lot more of that stuff. 
and um we were doing a lot more field problems we were like you know we were training hard it was looking like sure it was looking like possible they want us to really know how to do our jobs in case we have to go somewhere you know yeah and uh my unit was in a convoy that uh ran over two korean children oh my god yeah they got uh crushed by a armored armored personnel carrier like it wasn't oh, i wasn't geez. in that vehicle or anything like that but yeah. it, was, it was my division during a, a field problem we were on and um Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't tell. The parents couldn't tell which kid was which. That's how bad they were. Holy shit. Yeah, that's that's horrifying. Now, I believe the Korean... I don't know if it was the Korean government or Korean law enforcement. They wanted the driver of that vehicle. Of course. Yeah, yeah. No, incidents like that in foreign countries is... Oh boy! I mean, you think that's something like that happening stateside is bad? I mean, it is a total diplomatic nightmare uh, right. when it happens overseas, for sure. Right. And um, the our general, I, was, I believe the, the the general of our division, he was a he was a major general. Mm-hmm. His name was Russell Honore. He was from Louisiana. Now he also had. Uh, later on in life, after he left the military, he was, uh, I, I forget who, he was somebody big in Louisiana during Katrina. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. He had something to do with, like, the aftermath of Katrina. I mean, obviously, uh, I don't think it was anybody's fault, but. Yeah. When when these, so we, so the Amer- so the Army would not give up the driver. They said, we will discipline him ourselves. We're right. We're not going to turn him over to anybody. Yeah. That pissed them off. Of course. Makes and then, sense. And then none of our brass, our leaders, our leadership went to the funeral. Oh. And that pissed them off even more. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, there was a lot of protesting. Of or course. Riot, or rioting, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it... American military presence in South Korea at this point, well, it's been resented for several decades, and you know it was incidents like this that just kind of ratcheted it up. And... I, you know, I, I used to a lot of the the locals, the locals who didn't deal with this regularly because you know there's money to be made off of young soldiers for sure, for sure. Food, drinking, yeah, oh, you know, especially the drinking, yep. prostitution, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, there was a lot of clubs like that around the base where like, you know, they would have these, uh, you know, the women who worked at the the clubs were called drinking girls mm-hmm. or to talk to the girl, you would have to buy them a drink, which was usually like orange yeah. juice or something like that. And right. these guys would buy these girls orange juice all night to sit and talk with them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then like, I guess if you wanted, you could, you could pay to get the woman the night off and then you take her for the evening. And where do you bring out of I yeah. figured probably to a hotel or something like that. Yeah, but there was a lot sense. of guys going broke, you know. Yep. But anybody who like was outside of like the immediate, like you know, further out of the base, they looked like they didn't like us. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them wouldn't even like want to look us in the face, or if we spoke to them, they would just keep it. They would keep it pushing. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yep. Um. 
but yeah, so all these protests are happening. And uh, I remember I, I had to buy some underwear one day. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to um, I went to the mall. The mall in Weijambu was like underground. Okay. We got like got to go down. It was pretty cool. We used to run in there in the morning sometimes too when we would do our PT. And I had my headphones in. I had a disc man. This is how long ago it was. Yeah, I had yeah. <laughs> a CD player on my hip. Yeah. You know? And uh well, and I mean that was advanced too. Like it wasn't a walkman, it was a disc man, you know. The man. latest form of I was media. Listening to the Bu- I I'll never forget this day. I was listening to the Bubba Sparks album. Bubba Sparks is a a white rapper from Athens, Georgia, and he had the song called Ugly that was produced by Timberland. It was the jam. Yeah. It was the jam and I remember listening to it. I bought I went and bought my boxers and yeah. um on my way back to base and I walked right into a protest. Oh not crap. Yeah. yeah. And uh and they were pissed and I got I got um physically assaulted very bad by those students. Oh man. Yeah. And um they uh I don't know if you ever been to Korea or no? Uh I have not. Uh no. you know, they've got navy bases there. My dad he was yeah. in the army years ago. He was over there, but never, never had the pleasure. But so the alleys in Korea are super narrow, mm-hmm. but they're like you can get around. Like I, I learned them very well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And uh, this big crowd chasing me after they had just pummeled me. I mean, fucking beat the shit out of me really bad. Oh jeez. They're, they're chasing me, and I like. I'm like, I just got to get into the alley so I could, I could get back. Like, and, you know, that big group is not going to be able to. Yeah, yeah. It creates a choke point to your advantage. Yeah. yeah. So I'm fucking, I'm smoking it through there, double timing. Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> Quadruple timing, whatever you yeah. got to do. Yeah. I get back to base. I'm like, you know, fucking open the gate, open the gate. And uh, I don't know if I started this. But not very long afterwards, there was an alert called, and they were at our gates. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> now, they, they they started to, so another big camp that was biased was Camp Red Cloud. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were also protesting out in front of there. And the KMPs came, the Korean military police. They basically, and they, like, have, like, wooden, like, like cops in New York, oh, no, and I don't even know if they have nightsticks in New York anymore. Actually, I think they have those expandable batons. Yeah. Batons, yeah. But the campees had like these wooden swords. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Korean military police. And I remember they just like came and they beat the shit out of everybody. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It was, a, it was a, it was a, it was a sight that kind of like threw me back into like old school mode to where, well, yeah, confronted with violence, what's going to be your answer? I mean, the armies is, you know, fill up paperwork and, you know, report it up the chain of command. That's not going to help you in any sort of immediately violent scenario. Right. You know, you're going to go back to what you know. I fell apart. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, I wish, I wish I'd done better. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I was in, I was in for over a year. And, and after that, I just, you know, I was, I was drinking a lot 
and I I wasn't listening. I remember we were in a we were like in the field again one you know this uh, and I there's Humvees going back to base and I just mm -hmm. hopped in the Humvee. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and that but that temptation is there for for everyone. Yeah, and right. So this everyone's is got their breaking part. point. I'm gonna yeah. look like a shipbird to everybody right now. Yeah, <laughs> I had my I had my weapon with me. Now I'm not even thinking. This is so. I'm looking back. I'm like, this is very bad. Yeah. Uh, we get back to my barracks. I shower in my, in, you know, in my in my room in the barracks and by myself. I don't know even know what the hell I planned on doing. Yeah. Yeah. But now they're missing a soldier and his weapon. Yeah. That's a huge so deal. It's very, very, very big deal. So it's not, it's not a wall, you know, absolutely without leave, but I, right. I miss, I missed the movement. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is, uh, some article under the UCMJ. I mean, it's, oh yeah. Big, <laughs> yeah. Big trouble, big trouble. Yeah. And, uh, given like all that and I was, uh, I was basically, uh, asked to leave politely they politely asked me to leave okay and so i was all i was article i was chaptered out wow um, yeah uh under honorable conditions okay yeah and uh i have a full honorable now good um, good after, yeah it took it took a little while given the uh incident i had uh with the the protesting students right right yeah uh, yeah i mean because that's a major precipitating factor and uh you know did chain of command address that at all that you were beaten or it was just kind of like well we got to kind of calm things down maybe we'll get to it i mean what I'll, was your response with you, they seemed super pissed that the the protests in front of the gates happened because they're basically yeah. like you we fucking brought him here. I'm like, dude, everybody knows where the camp is. It, yeah, it's not like it's Area 51. I mean, yeah, it's, they, you they know, know. It like dead in the middle of the city. Yeah, it's like you have a city, and then all of a sudden this big gate, and then you know we had we had our we had guards, you know. Yeah. So yeah, no one really like checked in on me that much. I wasn't really upset about that or anything though either. It's just that I, uh, I to me, I I, I wish it would have ended different. Right. Right. Like I like I have the full honorable now, but I wish I would have at least completed my first mm -hmm. uh, full term because I mean, my uncle was a veteran, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Vietnam. My grandfather uh, was in World War Two. Both of them are decorated. Yeah. They're also both infantry. You know, I was a bridge crew member. Yeah. You know, I, it's not like I wanted to go to war. I wasn't like hoping for anything like that. But sure. My life up until that point, you know, I'd been in so much trouble. It's like maybe I could salvage something yeah, out, yeah. Of, out of this to make myself like an honorable human being. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I didn't. I didn't. I, uh, I, I fucked it up. Which, you know, listen, I'm, I'm, I've done like I, I go to therapy quite a bit. I've, you know, I've done a lot of work. And there's That's so great. many guys that have way worse things have happened to them in the military than what happened to me. So... Yeah, I and that's that's definitely true, and and it might help with perspective. But at the same time, just because someone had it worse doesn't mean you had it good either. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, 
you know, we only, <laughs> you know, as much as we try to look at it from other people's point of view, I mean, ours is kind of what's important because that's what we're immediately dealing with. Um, so no, it's, uh, that's a tough deal. I mean, I, I never, you know, luckily never had any really serious run-ins with, uh, with, uh, locals. Like I was the only overseas post I had was Bahrain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's basically like, uh, a Nevada border town <laughs> I right, mean, right. in terms of the alcohol and hookers and everything. But, um, uh, yeah, so I, I was very fortunate, but, I, I mean, yeah, you do deal with stuff and, and looking back, you know, like you say, I mean, it's it's a totally different time of your life and you don't have like that strong foundation or perspective that you do when you're older and you look back at certain things and you just shudder and like, oh man, like, yeah, I mean, when I say I fell apart after that, I fell apart. Like I was, I was drinking heavily, uh, fighting really. And there was like, they, they, they ended up, um, when things got a little more serious, they like, uh, they stopped serving. Like there was like no more alcohol. We became dry. Yeah. Yeah. On, um, you know, there's, we weren't, and it was, then we were, we were, we were armed when we were pulling guard duty, we were armed. For sure. I was so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When you can't, when you can't, like when someone's like a wild card, what's the word? Hey, uh, shit. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sure anyone listening is screaming it right now, but yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, you know, they were like, he is uh, too... loose cannon. I was, yeah, like loose cannon is. I got. I remember some. The first sergeant said it to me. It's like we don't know. We're like he was like we like you. We we we. Yeah. And we know like you know. You're good. You're a good. You know. You're a good soldier. But you you know you're um. You're on like you're. We don't know. He's like we don't know what to do. I wish I fucking remembered the word. I'll, I'll. It'll yeah. come. To me. It'll come to me. Yeah. But he was like, he was like, let me get you. You know, when I was they started the paperwork to get me out. He was like, let me get you out of here alive, because That's I was, uh, I was just, you know, that was when a lot of my, uh, I guess, uh, after that happened with the students, it like kicked some other things up into gear for me. You know what I mean? Sure. As far as that drinking wet and uh i wasn't allowed to 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 have my weapon anymore especially after that um yeah the uh when i missed the movement and all that so i i wish i wish i would have went out different i wish i would have but you know there's nothing i could do about it now you right. know i'm still in right. contact with some of the guys i was in with oh that's awesome yeah we, we see each other on on Instagram and all that stuff. And yeah. And, uh, but yeah, no, I got my, I got my, I have my medical now, which is good because I had some hearing problems also from when we used to, you know, from being around the, the helicopters. Oh yeah. I mean, hearing and, loss is almost a given. Yeah. Everybody so, gets it. <laughs> you uh, know, yep. like they, they give you the hearing test at MEPS and then, um, they give it to you as you're processing out too. And I'm sure they dial up the decibels. You yeah. know, just to kind of compensate for the inherent hearing loss you're going to have. Doing so you used to have these really shitty earplugs. They I still think. have shitty earplugs. They just made them different colors. <laughs> I mean, they would slide right out of your ear, especially if you were sweating. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? If they got a little loose, they'd slide right out. And if you're, like, in the middle of fucking, like, 
you know, it, I got to tell you, like doing doing your job in the military with everybody like moving as one and fucking you're just really you're being this cohesive fucking team. Yeah. And you're doing some cool shit. Yeah. That, like regular people don't get to do. It's like my earplug. Fuck you. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm working. You know I got I mean? something bigger than me is going on for sure. Right. Right. So I didn't give a shit that my earplugs fell out. But now I could like barely hear out of my left ear. <laughs> oh, well, and it, it's that's the other thing is you're you're working on something. It's not like you your hands are probably full, so it's not like you got time to like push it back into your head as you feel it slipping or anything else. So it's uh, fuck it. We just we'll get through this. We'll get to the next thing. Yeah, you, when we used to when we used to build the MGB, which I don't even think they use anymore. I think they have a way better bridge now. Mm-hmm. MGB was a medium girder bridge. I can't tell you what a, what a girder is or any of that shit, but we used to put them together piece by piece. And okay. we had these carrying bars and, you know, some of these pieces weighed 600 pounds and you know, 400 pounds. I think one of them might've weighed eight. I'm not, I don't, I don't remember completely, mm-hmm. but you put your carrying bar in and then we would have this lay ho heave call, lay ho heave. We'd lift with our knees. We'd pick it up. Sometimes we'd have to, you know, Press and then oh, lock it in and then someone, there'd be a pin guy, a pin guy, a guy would come with this huge pin and he'd slide the pin in. Holy and, crap. Yeah, so you're fucking running around doing cool shit like that, and fucking there's helicopters here, and this is happening over there. Like, you know, yeah, you don't care. You fucking just you just keep rocking. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Fucking get off your carrying bar because you're fucking yeah. You're out, Excuse you know? me, training time out. Uh, yeah, no, no you've got, got a mission, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's just not not how the it guy, works. The guy that taught us. When I was uh, when I was in AIT, the the guy that like taught us like the bridge, uh, all like he taught he he was teaching us how to bridge. He was teaching us that day specifically about the medium girder bridge. He was uh, a Vietnam vet. Oh damn! So when we would when we would like when we were building and we would pick up that the part of the bridge, he would tell us like how much it costed. Yeah, yeah. Plus the cost of the piece, and then like he was like yelling out like the life expectancy for like uh, uh, twelve C's, uh, <laughs> Vietnam and shit, and it was just it was it was Damn. wild. He was like hyping us up though. Yeah, like, I yeah. think in combat, like w- during a build, I think the life expectancy. He said it was thirteen seconds. I don't know if it's true. I don't know. That seems well, and especially if you're such a small community to begin with, that seems. Yeah, at yeah, that time, a little short. Time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very. I mean, think about it though. If you are, we would build with our with our, our rifles on our backs. Oh right, right. Yeah, guys are like CBs. Yeah. If you yeah, and if you're like picking up, you're, I mean, you are sitting down. If you're just oh yeah, you're not shooting back. <laughs> that rifle's yeah, just you're sitting like there a too. couple hundred pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like luck. I, I'm I'm definitely happy for my time in. Uh, you know, uh, my some of my family was very proud of me. Yeah, oh, uh, sure. And some of my family was very upset with me when they find out when they found out while while why I was you know that I did not finish my first term. Nobody, not many people know what like the story I just told you, like what happened mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, well, yeah, I I wish I would I wish I would have finished stronger. Nothing I could do about it now. But I'm I'm happy for the time that I had in. I will say this though, mm-hmm. that the military is an institution. Yes. 
much like the institutions I was in before I went into the military. (laughs) There is a structure. I do hear that a lot. You know, jail or prison is very much like the military. And uh, I've experienced one, not the other, but it definitely seems believable to me. Yeah. Like if you were in jail and then, so a lot in New York, there's, there's a couple boot camp, you know, you know, prisons. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is called, um, they call it, uh, damn, what the hell do they call it? There's, I think there's one, there's a place called, was it Lakeview for parole violators, drugs. Mm -hmm. It's basically like, like a three month boot camp. It's like a 90 day you go there for when you violate and it's run the, by ex, uh, you know, military drill sergeants. Oh, great. Okay. And then there's another program. Yeah, what's the name of that program? The boot camp program that they send you to? Willard. Oh, Willard. Yeah, Willard is one. Was shock. 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 <laughs> name it says shock. it all. Yeah. 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 Willard and shock. Yeah. Willard. Willard is for parole violators, and shock is for like first time offenders, usually, right? Okay. Yeah, under three years, and it's usually nonviolent drug offenses. Okay. Yeah, nonviolent period, right? Yeah. So yeah, there's uh, a a couple of those that yeah, and they're run by by uh, yeah by by ex by ex military, but like we even even regular like yeah, and even I I've only done uh you know being been incarcerated on the East Coast, but I heard mm-hmm. West Coast prison is very very uh, militant as far as how it interesting yeah yeah i mean i guess you you really do have to have that uh that structure uh in that hierarchy i mean whether it's like the bureaucratic hierarchy of what the co's are telling you but also there's the hierarchy of the other inmates i imagine yes Um, yeah just as just as one would find in the military so i I bet you if i would have went in a little bit older would have been different Cause like I like For I said sure. until I until I like fell off the uh, deep end I was actually very good like I I was up PT yeah shower have my child do my job get off duty a lot of people don't know this like if peaceful stuff is going on and you're like not um you're not in training you're not like training to do your job your day in the military is actually pretty mm-hmm. pretty light yeah yeah it not is. A, not a bad day. You're done by like two o'clock. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Ah, memories. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. okay. So, I mean, you get out and so as you'd mentioned, while while you're in 9-11 happened, how, how long were you in post 9-11? Uh, a few, a, a few months, okay. a few months. I was definitely, I, mean, I was on my, I was in my, my unit. Let's see. I did, I did basic. I did, I did AIT. I did, and then, you know, you take a little bit of leave and then you go back. I was yeah. probably on my regular unit for like a month when nine eleven happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Real yeah. quick. Real quick. Yeah. 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 Real yeah. Quick. yeah. Um, okay. to, and to be, I, Looking back at it now, to be like chaptered out while we were about to go to war. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's different. <laughs> yeah. 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 But so, yeah, I, I, I ended up getting out. I got out with a, under under honorable conditions, not, not mm-hmm. dishonorable. Right. 
which I and um, I when I came back to New York, it was a wrap. I was I got I spent uh, a lot of my the next twelve years, you know, in and out of incarceration, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually very very bad on uh, on opiates. Oh man, and, yeah, and uh, I didn't get my shit together until I went into a veterans program. It was for veterans that had like some mental health issues mm-hmm. and um, and uh, substance abuse issues and some who were like chronically homeless, which happens to a lot of veterans. For sure. And uh, that's why I ended up, the, the veterans program ended up getting me in with the VA. They were able to hook me up with the VA. I had the, right. um, I had the hearing loss and that got me into the VA system and then, Good. you know, you know, I was able to speak about what happened with the students mm-hmm. when they, uh, during that protest. And, um, you know, cause that, I, I guess I never really realized how much that shook me up. I was never really the same around crowds ever again after that. Oh yeah. That's yeah. a horrifying experience. Right. Just to have just a wall of people and close in on you like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've, no, I've been, and, I, and then, you know, I, they had me in some, like some work programs and I, I did some engineering in one of the VA hospitals. Oh, but, awesome. Using and, some uh, of your 12C experience for that? Yeah. Taking old urinals off the wall and putting new ones on. Hey, you know, <laughs> whatever no, it, was, it was good. It was good. You know, I was, I was working and then I ended up, you know, using that program to, uh, I got a job. Cause you know, I ended up, I'm clean by then, you know, mm-hmm. good for you. Got that's, a job. that's a huge feat. Yeah. Got a job in the Marriott doing engineering also, which is like, I don't know why they call it engineering. It should just be like maintenance. That uh, should be. Well, yeah, I mean maintenance, you know, maintain, keep things even keeled. Yeah. I mean, if you're installing stuff, uh, yeah, yeah bump that up to engineer. Stuff. We got to put shit on a resume, people. And I did have, uh, I did control quite a few big, expensive pieces of machinery. That's not like easy to use. So, yeah. but yeah, getting get, getting uh, hooked back in with, um, you know, Veterans Affairs and the Veterans Administration, like really. It, it got me back on on track. That's it, fantastic. How did you yeah. get to uh, get into that? Into the VA? Yeah, yeah. Like what I was this this program? It was a Samaritan Village Veterans Program. Okay. So the thing with the Samaritan Village Veterans Program is they get funding from the VA, but it's not a VA program. Right. 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 And then they would have like liaisons come because some of the guys literally did like one month in the military and like fucking got kicked out. Samaritan would take you. Okay. But you know, your chances of getting hooked up with the VA is, you know, they're not, you you can't do that. So after they like looked at my, uh, how long I was in and Mm -hmm. my, um, my, my health records, my, my medical records. Yeah. Like we might be able to do something with you, even though you were shipboard. (laughs) Yeah. We'll but see that's if we great. can figure something out. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's, I got hooked. Like I said, I got, I first got in through my hearing and then I, I, I went to like the mental health program and then spoke about what happened with, um, with the students. And then they got me, you know, they, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm like some proper medications that I needed to be on at the time. I'm not on any medications right now anymore. And then they got me into the work program. Oh, that's well, fantastic. I forget what it was called. But I was doing engineering in St. Albans, Queens, mm-hmm. which is where my uncle was after he got shot up in Vietnam. He had to learn how to walk all over again. Wow. Over there. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And um, you know what? My uncle was super, you know, he's, he passed away now, God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. He was super proud of me when I was working at St. Albans. Because St. Albans, it's not like you're, e- like, no military uh, or no, like, VA facility is, you know, you see you see some stuff sometimes when you're over there. A lot of oh, yeah. you know, injuries and a lot of mental health stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my uncle was proud of me that I was working over there. He's like, hey, you know, you take as good care of those guys as you can, you know what I mean? Because you fixing stuff for them, some yeah. of those guys, it's the last place they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going they're not going anywhere after that. That's they're gonna pass away there. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, it's um that's I was able to do my thing. job good. I definitely did not like my fucking supervisor while I was there. He was a <laughs> fucking jerk off. Yeah. Really... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I guess into every life a little rain must fall, but uh but yeah. But it came back it came back full circle, you know. That's great. Yeah, you know. I still uh, you know, I, I I, the VA still, I'm still, you know, I still go like, you know, I got my vaccine there. I got my booster there. Same here. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, I go for my checkup every once in a while to, uh, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing, you know, having, having the VA and, uh, you know, I, I got enrolled in it not, not that long after I got out of the military and, you know, or off active duty and uh they've operated on both my ankles when i was drunk and hiking and drunk and crossing a street and uh and broke them oh, man. <laughs> and, and uh i mean they did a bang up job you know they uh yeah. and then the last ankle i broke i was visiting utah and i had to come back to new york and it's like oh yeah it's medical record all that stuff's electronic like just go to another va i mean they they do a I, my experience has been pretty good, and it sounds like yours, yours as yeah. well. Yeah, tell them your name and your last four, and you're good to go. Yeah, <laughs> well, it could be simpler. Yeah, you're um, good to go. The um, the it was about twelve years since I'd had any 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 contact or you know, any involvement. You know, so the fact that uh, you know, I think Obama too at that time was really uh, pushing for. Mm-hmm. for veterans to get whatever assistance they needed be it you know yeah medical mental health stuff at that time so oh, that's I, I think he did well with that i think you know i'm not completely sure yeah well and you know certainly from your experience i mean it seems to seems to to ring true and that's that's important because i especially the mental health aspect i mean it's just I don't know if it's because it's more of like a chronic care type thing that the VA gets a bad rap and, you know, the, the failures, you know, see the failures happen. Yeah. I've, I've had good luck with it as well. Um, you know, maybe I got lucky, but, yeah. um, but I certainly, certainly count my blessings. Yeah. Um, my uncle and my grandfather both also too were, you know, were treated very well at the, Good. At the uh, my grandfather, I believe he passed away in a, in a veteran's hospital, but you know, mm-hmm. they had him as, uh, comfortable as he could be. Yeah. 
yeah. then, you know, my, Good. you know, and then my uncle, you know, my uncle's fucking wild though. I mean, the guy, <laughs> both his legs broke by shra- shrapnel. Holy shit. From Vietnam. He said he, he, he woke up when he flew in the air and then I guess he went back, he got knocked back out when he hit the ground after he, they got hit. But wow. when he, he was very upset that he had to get out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 100% service connected. Mm-hmm. He sent all the checks back. Holy shit. Yeah. And that's, that's a wild man. He didn't need it because he was fine. That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. yeah he's a wild, wild, he was a wild boy. He was definitely a wild boy. So what, uh, I mean, obviously if he's a hundred percent service connected, it's not like the military's taking him back. What did he do after? He was upset that he tried to eat from, you know, my father told me from what I understand, he was pissed that he, they were telling him, you know, listen, you know, thank you for your service. I mean, he was, by the time he got out, he was, he was a ranger. He was a sergeant. Holy shit. Yeah. He, uh, and he wanted, he wanted to stay in. It was tight that they told him he had to leave. And so he became a cop and then he became a, uh, uh, a, a fireman. God damn. Yeah, he was badass. Yeah, he was, I he was, he was like what I would call back in the day. I would call these like these fire firemen. I used to call them strokers. You know what I mean? But in the New York area, it's a little different. You know what I mean? When he when yeah. he passed away, uh, there was fucking fire trucks for as long. They came from like everywhere to fucking. Oh sure. Yeah, they loved him. They loved my uncle George. He was the man. He was uh, was that uh, he was an all American. Is that eighty eighty second? 82nd Airborne? Yeah, yeah. 101st is the Screaming Eagles, right? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He was, yeah, he was all American. Um, yeah. That's, that's a wild man right there. And like yeah. you said, yeah, that was, that was so crazy. I said he would send every check back and then he would, he, you know, he would, you know, he, he wrote a letter saying that I'm fine. I don't need this. Uh, stop Damn. sending, yes, stop sending me money. That's uh wow. Hey man. That's impressive. <laughs> Each his own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good good on him. But yeah. that that's that's fantastic. And then he was yeah. the one, like you're saying, he was recovering in St. Albans where you later he, worked. That's and... where we have. Okay. St. Albans. My, wow. they they used to go pick him up on the weekends. It was yeah. like a, he yeah, he had to uh he was off his feet for a while, so he had to learn how he was there for months. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had to walk again, but they, my, they, they would send the ambulance from the neighborhood and go pick them up. Yeah. And bring them <laughs> back, back home on the weekends, and then they bring them back. Oh, that's cool. During the week, yeah. Wow. Until he was, until he was fully, fully healed. Yeah. That's that's fucking great, man. Yeah. Great yeah. story. Yeah. So, um, so then, uh, you know, life, life continues. You're working at the Marriott, but uh, how did you get into comedy? Comedy, I got into a long time ago, back in the day. I would used to do like, I used to, I would do these, um, what the fuck do they call these stupid shows? You do a... Bringer, open mic. Uh, no, well, it was more than that. There was like a, a talent show. I used to do okay. impressions. I used to do impressions back in the day, which I, okay. I don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to do like voices and I did like a Caribbean character i did like an indian character like from the country india yeah yeah and shit like that and then you know 
five. Obviously, I let it go once I was uh, uh, wayward youth. Yeah. And um, the uh, I ended up coming back around into comedy. I think about when I was thirty six. Okay. When I was thirty six. I started. You know, I hit a mic here. I hit a mic there. Yeah. I didn't really know how to do it right. I had some friends that were also comics who were like already dug in but like yeah. i was never like oh i want to do this i want to do this or anything like that it wasn't yeah they weren't like my inspiration to do it it's not like i saw my friends doing it and i was like oh i could do it. like i never went to go see them or anything like that always been a big fan of comedy though yeah yeah and uh and my times when i was in, incarcerated i used to make uh guys laugh a lot which oh, is which good. goes a long way in the joint yes it, it has to yeah yeah and um I uh, I started to write jokes, and I went on my friend's podcast. It was a pretty big podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, we were just having such a good conversation. Every we were, everybody was laughing. I was laughing. They were laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and then she said to me, "She's like, you should uh, if you want to, I think you should you should try comedy." Oh, that's awesome. Then I'd start like I, I I hit I hit some mics. I would go to like one to two mics a week, which is you're not doing it right when you do it like that. And then I started doing like a one bringer show a month, mm-hmm. and it was going well. I had some I I had I, I had some very good sets, and then you know so in about like a year and a half, almost two, mm-hmm. when the pandemic happened. Oh yeah. Really missed doing it, and I started running an illegal show. Perfect. And I, Those are the best shows, man. Someone's yeah. backyard or whatever. Like, yeah. let's do it. I, we were running, and we were doing an, an indoor illegal one, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it got me connected with some comics, and I realized how often I could go up mm. a month because like, there was a lot of outdoor mics. Yeah, and um, I was I was doing a lot of Zoom shows and shit too, and then. Uh, like doing all that stuff just gets you stronger. Yeah. And um just practice practice. By the time everything started to break and we were doing indoors like you know I I, I met Gio um Awesome. Gio Perez and like fucking you know we really push each other. Yeah, yeah. No, and, you guys uh, are one hell of a team. Yeah. I I think if we didn't meet each other we both still be uh not no one would know who we are. Speak for yourself. Fuck you. <laughs> we we get we get we get into these things. It's like you know, if you didn't meet me, you'd still be be doing an alleyway in Queens right now. Yeah, but yeah, you'd be doing a rooftop in Bushwick, exactly. which we're still we're still doing anyway. But yeah. you know, we got our we you know we were running the show. We got our show in the stand. That's you awesome. know, and given like our. You know, both of us, I guess, got started later in life, mm-hmm. but given our uh, experience, yeah, the things we've been through and like just our age, you know, we're able to progress a little more quickly. Yeah, because you know, younger comedians don't even know who they are. As right, right. I'm not trying to say anything bad about them. They're just still trying to figure out their voice. You know. Yeah, they're all this it's what shit young people are doing across the board, whether they're comedians or not, trying to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, I could talk about my regular life. I could talk about my mental health stuff. You know, I could talk about the military. I could talk about you know being incarcerated. I could talk about you know being a drug addict. I could just have this whole outlook on yeah, yeah. things and you know and uh, 
we both just got past at the stand recently. So awesome. awesome. Yeah, moving right along. You know. That's great. Geo got past at like three clubs this fucking Holy shit. That's awesome. Month. This fucking motherfucker. I told you I'm known in the street. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's fucking great. So, comedy's going great. Like I've got you know, I've been, you know I just remember uh I'm not like I don't want to say like I'm lost on any of this stuff or like, you know, it's like you make headways, you start to meet people. It's super cool for us that we're at gas so much, you know? Oh yeah. But, yeah. I love seeing you guys. It's like, Oh, yeah. Derek and Gio today. Oh yeah. Like it's yeah. going to be a great show. doesn't matter what they put you on. You, you yeah. guys are great. You know, it's just, oh, it's cool. You. You know, it's, it's, very, it's very, it's very cool. You know, just for, for a couple you know, for a guy that got kicked out of the military. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, he's also a junkie. Yeah. Fucking a lot of people who get kicked out of the military, things don't go too well for them. Oh, after, yeah. Afterwards. Yeah, no, that's a that's a tough, tough deal to to bounce back from. But fuck, man. It's you did almost it. like having a record. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you've, you know, you've uh, certainly rebounded from both. And that's uh, that's a great, great story and a great message. I mean, yeah. You know, we hit we hit bottom points, uh, whatever in our lives. Like, oh man, how am I ever coming back from this? Yeah. I've had a couple of those, and it's like I never thought I'd be doing the crap I'm doing now. Having a great time. It's, yeah, you know, it's worth it so if you're willing to persevere. If anyone, if anyone, you know, for anyone that listens to this, yeah, like I am, de- I was definitely a shipper. It was very bad, <laughs> but <laughs> I wasn't bad the whole time, you know. And I just had some things happen. And, uh, you know, I just, I have a lot of respect for the guys I was in, guys, the, the men and women I was in with, and some of the relationships I still have to this day. That's and, awesome. And, um, you know, I, I have respect for anybody that, just think about it, you're so young when you just, when you take that oath. Yeah. You don't, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, really. No, no. And, and that's the funny thing is everyone I've talked to, you know, you'd think if you're going to sign away X number of years of your life, You've really thought about it, weighed out the pros and cons across the board. Not the case for anyone I've ever spoken to. It was like, yeah, I got nothing going on. Let's see what happens, you know. And and then saying it, you know, to to defend against any enemies, foreign or domestic. That's some gangster shit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it is. (laughs) That that is some gangster shit to say. You know, like, and, you know, a lot of people, some people do it because, you know, there's nothing going on where they live and other people do it because their family was in. It's like a tradition for everybody to go on and other people yeah. do it, you know, just because they love this country, you know, and yeah, I, I have respect. It's like, you know, boxers. I have respect for any boxer that steps in the ring. Yeah. And people may say, oh, this guy's never been tested. It's like somebody somewhere try to take his head off. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I feel this, I have respect for comedians who, you know, a certain respect is the fact that you would go up and try to make a, a room full of people laugh that you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I also have respect for any, for anybody that, you know, will that, you know, will take that oath and, and join the military. You know what I mean? It's uh for sure. It's not, it's not a light thing. No, no. I mean, there's uh there's huge, anything where there's a huge potential for failure, whether like you mentioned military, trying to make a crowd of strangers laugh, Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's, that's a scary thing. And, uh, you know, there's people, people who have balls to do it. And yeah, the, my respect to them as well. Amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, um, 
Well, uh, get to our parting words and then uh, plugs, but uh, do you have any advice for someone who's thinking about joining the military? Yeah, if you want to join, join, and just don't do what I did. <laughs> don't Eloquent. Do what I did. You know, hopefully there's nothing, uh, you know, there's no war happening. I, you know, I, you don't want to see anybody go to war. Right, you know right. what I mean? so much stuff we've seen over these past freaking you know 20 years but if you want to join join it's good you know yeah you'll learn a lot of stuff you'll you know you'll you'll have structure you'll have you'll form these great relationships with with people you know because you learn it's not it's always it's about the person next to you you know yeah yeah and and uh you learn how to you know work work in a team and you, you see, you can see some really cool stuff in the military. It's different. A lot of people just will never experience like that, that kind of stuff. And it sounds funny coming from me, but the people who join the military from this country, you know, you're like the cream of the crop. You, you fucking, you know, you, you're, you're yeah. you know, you're taking this oath and, 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 and putting yourself out there and, you know, if you, know, if you, you get through your first unit and your first or your first, uh, your first stint, your first two years or four years or three, whatever they're signing people up for now, you know, you could go yeah. get an education and all that shit. So, you know, yeah. yeah, I would say if anybody wants to join, they should join and just, you know, and be, be a good soldier, be a good sailor, be a good airman, you know, be a good Marine, whatever, be a good uh, Coast Guard. Uh, yeah, Coasty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, you know, if you don't really want to join the military, no. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the time I was in. Awesome. I don't, yeah, you know, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you being on and, uh, anything that you want to plug, I, I, Gio and you have a podcast, right? And then we have a podcast called on the gate Two uh, two ex cons turn comedians or two jailbirds turn jokesters. You know, I like that one too. Uh, we have a show at the stand called 23 and one comedy. Um, so yeah, follow on the gate podcast at, at on the gate on, um, on Instagram, follow twenty three and one comedy. That's our show. We do a monthly at the stand. We're we'll be there. When's this come out? Uh, this will be coming out in six hours. Oh, really? Oh yeah. shit! So come come on Tuesday. Come on July nineteenth. All right, all right, yeah. And uh, for anyone listening uh, on YouTube, it's all the links are going to be in the description. And uh, not exactly totally sure how podcasts work, but I'll put all the information in there as well. So. Uh, people can check it out. Thank you so much. Thank you, Derek. Have a fantastic rest of your day and uh, hopefully see you at gas soon. Yes, I'll see you around. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye.